Boom, and we're live. Mike, I I don't know how to pronounce your last name, brother. Will you will you say that for me? Yeah, it's Chaprari. Mike Chaprari. Chaprari. Thank again. You know, as we were just discussing, thank you so much for doing this, brother. I much appreciated. What an honor it is to talk to you and and just uh, and just get to know you, my friend. Thanks, dude. It's amazing. And uh, I appreciate you reaching out. Absolutely. And Mike, ladies and gentlemen, works for a little-known company called SJC Drums, which <laughs> is one of the most, if not the most, phenomenal drum companies to ever come out of the greater uh, uh, North American, whatever. What was I going to say? Uh, New England, the greater New England area. Thank you, man. The designs are fantastic. Uh, the quality is prestige. It's it's just phenomenal. Uh, but welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for doing the podcast, my friend. Thanks, man. I appreciate the awesome intro, and um, that means a lot. There's a lot of great great companies and great builders out there. So the fact that you think SJC is one of the top, I really, really appreciate it. And I know our, our entire team uh, would be stoked to hear that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, right off the bat, uh, how are you guys doing as far as marketing now? Everything that's been happening, it's, it's kind of questions have popped up in my mind. I didn't know how you guys have been faring with things that have been going on. Have you been able to sell more or are you, are you guys uh, making you know, business as usual? How, how's that going? Yeah, it's a great question, man. And honestly, every day uh, new things transpire where we have to have i've been having a lot more meetings than than normal you know figuring out what the future of the industry looks like you know as artists are not touring right now is there a need for drums and luckily you know we've we've uh we've fared pretty well you know we've um had to make some some adjustments uh with how much people work um but everyone's still working away and it's definitely not business as normal and as usual i don't know if it will ever be that way again but we're so small and nimble, you know, we're such a small company in the grand scheme of things. As far as businesses go, you know, we're pretty scrappy. We've got um, just around a dozen people inside the organization. And so we're really able to be nimble and um, be resourceful and scrappy when needed, uh, which as a small company is often. So we're kind of used to that, which, you know, this, uh, this, the, the pandemic and all the things that have transpired over the last week, obviously is, is shaking up the economy and people's, uh, um, buying habits and trust, but you know, we're, we're a commodity. There's no doubt about that. You know, people aren't just, uh, you got to pay to live your mortgage and rent, whatever your food and health, uh, drums and custom drums are definitely not number one on the list, but right. we are so thankful that our business hasn't been impacted. Um, like I thought it was going to at the beginning of this, I, you know, I was like, we're all bracing for the worst. Like yeah. what is going to happen? But yeah, uh, people are still buying drums and still talking to us. And part of what Part of what we've tried to do and we always try to do is offer additional value on top of just the drums that we sell. We try to offer value to whether you're a customer or a fan, um, a musician, didn't even know you wanted to be a musician. We want to provide content and fun, uh, dynamic um, marketing campaigns that just make you feel like you're part of a family, whether or not you have one of our drums. And so, you know, we've continued to do that and we're trying now to be a place of positivity um, of hope, of motivation and inspiration. And we've been doing a lot of live streams with artists, um, not even just yeah. we've, we've had acoustic performances with our buddies at Smart Punk and Vans. Um, so we're trying to get, you know, creative and find a new way of doing things. You know, I'm working on my home office a lot more, um, such as everybody else uh, yeah. out there. So, right. Um, 
just rolling with the punches, you know? Wow. Wow. That's amazing, bro. And more power to you. You guys are absolutely killing the online game. I've looked at the shop and it's just like, everything is right there. And I'm like, I, I feel like I'm yeah. stoned sometimes when I look through and see all the colors. I'm like, what's going on here? Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of, actually, you know, to turn to turn a lot of the, a lot of the things that are going in into a positive. You know, we we kind of like unearthed a lot of big projects that kind of fell by the wayside when we were doing business as normal day in and day out. When you're in the factory and you're in the office, artists are on tour. There's a lot of stuff that's thrown out thrown at us. And so we've wanted to redesign our website for the past like two years. So at the beginning of this, I scraped out two or three days a week where I was just focusing on the website and uh, we redesigned the entire website and made that new shop page where it's just got everything. It it took a while, man, but you know, we did it and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked that 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 project would have happened mid next year. um, If, if, you know, we weren't forced to kind of work from home and not do some of the other projects we were doing. So you know, a positive out of uh, right. some of the crappy stuff going on. You have to, you got to put a positive spin on this kind of thing. It, it's so funny you say that, Mike, because my one of my best friends, Coy Reynolds, he actually uh, makes his own guitars. He's, he has his own business called CRC Guitars right out of Orange, Mass. Cool. And he was like, he's the one who helped me start the band eight years ago. And even I was just chatting with him on the phone the other day. He's like, you got to, you got to do something, even though it's kind of a low time right now you gotta be yeah. positive in any situation it's like because if you don't you're just gonna go nuts so yeah but, and, and yeah yeah i'm not a, yeah i i uh i agree 100 man like personally and business-wise like you gotta find a way to get scrappy because you know the the reality i think is a lot of people i think mid-march end of march are like all right this is gonna go away summertime's gonna be back to normal and we're gonna be good <laughs> yeah third now and third Every day is transpiring a little bit differently, so we, we got we all got to find a way to, to be scrappy and resourceful, but most of all, positive uh, to stay in a mental state personally, so you don't go crazy. Right, right. Well, let me ask you something right off the bat. Um, how did you? I'm sure you've been answered this question a thousand times. How did this whole company start? Where was it? Was it in Southbridge? Because I mean, I I played in Southbridge a thousand times, and I. Uh, it's I love I love going there and playing like the Starlight Lounge. I don't know if you've yeah. you heard. Of that. Oh, oh, I love going there. The place, great. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, everybody there is so nice, and uh, it, it's it's always fun to go there. Did you start originally there, or did it was it just an idea kind of based out of a garage? Or, or, or explain that for the people who don't know. Yeah, yeah. So we I grew up um, I grew up in Dudley, and I still live in Dudley now. Oh, cool. Um, and um, so I went to Shepherd Hill and uh, we were, I was born in Southbridge. My family comes from Southbridge. My grandfather had many businesses on, in Southbridge, like right on Main Street. I learned how to play drums at Gordon's Music right above. There's a oh, sick. From, I don't even know if he's still there. Um, if anybody knows Rob's Beatus, <laughs> like I haven't talked to that guy in over two decades, probably. I took lessons when I was like wow. 10 to 13. Um, but yeah, Southbridge, you know, is near and dear to my heart and, We've always tried to stay local. A lot of our staff is from around central Massachusetts. And again, all my family is here. So obviously not too far away from Dudley. It's a 10 minute drive. But um, yeah, growing up in Dudley, then, you know, my brother and I, um, we lived, uh, you know, down the street from where I live now. And um, my dad owned a Toyota dealership on Main Street. So we just Ah. kind of like grew up uh, working there. I was cleaning cars. My brother was uh, working at the parts department. I worked at a parking shop. My neighbor owned Dunkin' Donuts. So I was like, 
making donuts at 2 a.m. And like my brother and I were just always very scrappy people. Like I said, my, my grandpa owned a few businesses and my dad, um, you know, had the Toyota franchise. So we came from like a, a business family, if you will, where like we knew um, kind of how to, how to run a business, you know, uh, um, creatively, um, boots on the ground, kind of scrappy DIY um, ways like that. And right. we were in band like, throughout high school, just punk rock bands going to Kinko's, flying our own, flying our own shows, renting a VFW hall. And like, I love that stuff, man. Me like, too. I, Me I, too. I, I think it's the coolest thing. So you mentioned Starlight, like that's obviously right down the street from our factory. And like, I would walk there after work sometimes, some nights and like just catch the bands that were playing. And I love that, that scrappy punk rock attitude. And so yeah. that's how we started the company. Like my brother and I just started playing drums and he got into refurbishing them. I got into the marketing of him refurbishing them and like, kind of like pimping him out. Like, Hey, my brother's doing this, buy some drums or like have him refurbish drums. And we started utilizing the internet and right. um, being from a small town, as most of us know here in Massachusetts, unless you're living in Worcester County or, you know, Worcester proper or, Boston, you know, there's not much going on similar to most small towns in every other state throughout the country. Right. Um, so we kind of found our own ways to, um, you know, create hobbies and it always revolved around drums, whether it was being in a band, going to shows, talking to drummers, or I was, you know, tagging along my brother making drums in grandma's basement next door. Um, and so we just kind of had that scrappy mentality of, again, flyering shows you know we'd sneak into warp tour and try to like promote the brand <laughs> and stuff like that um that's and, like, awesome you know, it, it, it just kind of tr- grew into this what it is now where we're making drums for some pretty rad bands and we've got you know we're not a huge company by any means and um we're small and down and dirty and we all of us wear a lot of hats but it's a labor of love such as it should be i feel like like yes. music in general and playing in bands it's uh you know you're always kind of like under underfunded and under re, under you have too little resources and you have too much to do and all these grand ideas and visions and right um yeah 20 years now it's been uh just being, being, being scrappy and having fun that is insane oh my word what a crazy story that that's so funny i feel like i'm talking to like one of my best friends it's like <laughs> i cannot believe that we're talking about this right now because like that's what that's what the starlight means to me like the yeah. Starlight, any you know, any venue that's local. I mean, we we played in where um, my friend George Cotties is actually from uh, Southbridge. He works at the hospital cool. there, and he was oh, wow. in my band. Like him wow. and my friend Corey started this whole thing years and years yeah, that's ago. Cool man. I mean, you're how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Twenty five. Cool. Yeah, I'm thirty five. So you're like a gener, not a generation, but you're a decade younger than me. Nuts. Like a lot of the venues that we had back in the day, man, in Shrewsbury, we had the Trans Buddha. If you're ever driving on Route 20, yeah. there's a building. Is it coming from where, where do you live? Or where, I, live where in, you going? I live in Marble, New Hampshire. Okay, so. We travel. Um, <laughs> we go. So, so anyway, if you're, if you're from Massachusetts, you know, on Route 20, there's a building that has this huge Buddha statue in the front. That was the Trans Buddha. Uh, the, the QVC Church, we played there. My old band played there with Four Years Strong. You know, Wow. Um, renting VFW halls in Oxford or the Knights of Columbus. We played with Wilhelm Scream. Um, we played tons of shows with uh, Lost for Words and the Receiving and the Sirens dudes. Um, wow. Like Franklin and, and Norwood, the Norwood American Legion. Oh, man, yeah, those those were the days, man. Like a lot of – I feel like Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> being like, I can throw a football, you know. Right past Mountain. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. I just like, dude, all, that's kind of where we come from. And so like – to see 
you know, younger dudes like yourself right. and not feel young right now. But 25 is pretty young in the grand scheme. Yeah, oh, it is. Right. It is. Yeah. Um, you know, keeping that alive, like, again, the Starlight and Stoppers, there's not there's not a ton of them. Like, when I was uh, a lot younger, even, like, when I was, like, in high school and stuff. Um, so when I meet owners of, of businesses that have, like, a little bar or a cafe where they let bands play, I just think it's so cool, and I try to support them in any way that I can. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Anyway. You have to. I mean, that that's, that's the only reason why I travel, Mike, is because, yeah. in all honesty, where I am right now, there it doesn't exist. It's yeah. like it's just becoming a dying a dying system, which is too bad. I mean, not not to say that anything's open now, but it, it's it's right. such and a it's shame. Times, right? It's but such you know, a shame. Like, I felt that same way, and and so many bands did. Like all the bands in New Jersey that came up, Midtown and the Starting Line, all those dope bands that were on like Drive Through and like huge huge labels. When 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 I was in high school, like they they felt the same, and like I did too. And here in Southridge and Central Mass, like. That's why you kind of have to create it yourself. You create your own little, um, your own little group of, uh, of musician friends and just homies that want to go to a show right. and like play. It's like, dude, basement shows. Those are the best shows. Fun. They're the best they're shows. The best. The people that you meet, you, you never, some of them, you never yeah. lose touch with. I mean, it's dude, all, all like when we started SJC, I was playing in a band called no trigger. And so we were, we were torn up and down the East coast. And like, we'd go to the Midwest sometimes and, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to go to Europe a few times and like wow. most of the 99% of the shows I ever played with that band were in, in a basement. And, you know, I met a lot of some of my best friends now, some of the drummers, some of the yeah. biggest drummers that play our drums. Um, I met at a basement show or managers that I know that, that hooked me up with some of the huge bands that we, that wow. we work with, like buddies that I met at like some weird punk rock basement in Philly that we didn't even know we were playing the show. And like, we drove and found it and like, Dude, they're the best. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully, us chatting about this inspires people when we can all interact again to host uh, basement shows and put shows on like that. Because I was just reminiscing about all about records and Taunton. I don't know if you remember all about records and Taunton. They went away a bit ago, but man, uh, Ross Ross was the man. Man, he was hosting shows all the time. Um, anyway, uh, wow. Just, uh, back to the, to the glory days. But go and host shows and like. Yeah, I can imagine like when everyone comes back, it's just going to be like a crying festival. Everyone sees each other for like the first time since quarantine. It's like, oh my god, I love you. Where have you been? Same place you have. You know, you know when you were in school, when we were in school in high school, you, you like were sick for a day, and you went back the next day, and you feel like you missed the world. You're like behind on your homework. Your friends look different. Yeah, really. Your teachers are pissed off at you. Yeah, yeah. Who's mad at me now? That's going to be what it feels like, but like with a year of not seeing people, like for real. Right. Oh, word. So <laughs> where are these, and I know you said it's, it's in Southbridge. Is that where the factory is or where your guys do their work is, yeah. uh, I, I guess it's a two parter. It's like, you said you have a small group of people now, are they in Southbridge and how do they go about even doing the designs? Because as I said in the beginning, the designs are absolutely incredible. Thanks, man. Absolutely incredible. I see that and I'm like, man, if I was talented, I could probably do something like that. <laughs> you be more talented, man. Use this time to uh, see if you can draw or do something cool like uh, woodworking. Yeah. I just dropped my EP. Go. I did. You, and you know what's funny, Mike, is I've always been in bands. Always. I've never done anything by myself. Yeah. I was like, let me take this shot to try one thing. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. 
Why not? Why not? We got the time. Yeah, exactly. Nothing but time. Uh, but yeah, dude. So thank you for for for, for the compliments. I, I really appreciate it. We we love making drums, dude. And so yeah, oh, we're, sure. we're in Southridge. We're on Mill Street in Southridge, in the process of moving our factory right now. Mm. Uh, we're downsizing a little bit in the factory. We uh, we had this massive factory that that looked really cool and was uh, really awesome, but it was uh, just a wee bit too big. So we're, ah. we're in the process of moving, still in Southbridge, right down the road. And uh, yeah, the, the designs really—it's up to the drummer what the drummer wants. And we have, um, you know, we're we're very privileged in the fact that we work with some really creative people. Um, you know, whether it's a, 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 an aesthetic uh, thing that they want to reminisce on a vintage drum and they want to recreate something vintage, or they're going for a certain tone. Um, our salespeople work with them and, uh, uh, mostly Jason, he's out in Salt Lake city. So we've got one, one guy out of state, he's in Salt Lake. He's our sales guy and he does artist relations for us. So he talks to the artist, figures out what they want, um, and hones it in. Um, if it does, if it requires any like mock-ups or, you know, um, hand drawing or anything like that, we have an incredible designer, Chris, she does that in house. So a lot of the, the custom graphics that we do are, are done by her. We've got a bunch of people that we have um, doing like airbrushing or, wo or wood burning. And then our craftsmen, it really comes down to them executing the, the vision and the dream of the idea and make, turning it into an actual drum that's going to sound good and look good and last um, in the studio and on tour. And so uh, right. Louie and the guys are an incredible, man. Like the, the work that they do, um, again, whether it's a more simple, uh, you know, typical drum with a, a paint or a stain or a wrap finish um, or something like a, uh, you know, the four year strong NHL kit we just crafted. Um, you know, those, those guys seriously take a lot of pride and passion into creating um, just works of art. And they, they do it every time. They nail it every time. And yeah. It's so yeah. cool watching that stuff come to life. And um, I'm big on, you know, uh, documenting that process. So we have a video person that's, you know, crafting uh, videos on, on them, them, them making the drums come to life. I just think it's so cool. And we're, we're very lucky, you know. We, we 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 design and make drums for a living, which is really really cool. It's fantastic. I, I mean, I'm I'm just like I said, it's just completely blown away. <laughs> now, did you ever? I I've seen I've seen the drums for Green Day, and I've seen the drums for the Vans, uh, the Vans bands, and and uh, Twenty One Pilots. Did you guys ever work with Travis Barker at any point in time? No, we never no, you did, man. And um, it's cool. It's kind of cool because, like, I've always been a fan of his. And um, sometimes I say, "Don't meet your heroes." And, like, yeah. There's a few people out there that just give me that nostalgic feeling of why I love custom drums and like that kind of punk rock um, feeling that I had when I would just like, you know, oogle over Travis Barker's kits and what he was using for hardware and what heads he was using and stuff like that. Right. So, well, we never made anything for Travis. Um, I've run into him a few times and I had the honor of drum teching for uh, Brandon Steinecker of the band Rancid when they You're were on a Blink-182 tour. Um, so I was able to watch Travis every night and uh, wow. just, like, look at his drum set and stuff like that. So it's cool. insane. Yeah. I, I got to meet Tom actually uh, this past year. Cool. Uh, he just, he just started his uh, angels and airwaves tour back on, on tour for like the past, he had toured for seven years. I know. And I, I went there seven hours early, Mike. Oh I got there at noon. I was in Boston at the Paradise, and I'm like, I had a bag with me full of soda merch, like my T-shirt, a note, the CD, yeah. everything. And I was like, you know, I just might see somebody that maybe knows him. Here he comes, yeah. walking right out the door, and we're the only two people on the street. I don't know how anybody didn't see us, but it, it's just like, 
it's you just it, like you said, it's just these people that you admire. And I mean, my God, it's like the, the talent that comes out of these bands is just insurpassable. Yeah, it's insurpassable. So you just have so much respect for them. And so, you know, I, God, commendable for you guys to do what you do. I mean, it, it, it just adds to their legacy, I think. You know, yeah. it, it, it adds to their creativity. You know, it's just, it's an attractive quality. You know, just when people take pride in their work and every time I look at it, I'm like, God, these guys are savages. Thank They're you, absolutely yeah, crushing that's, it. That's really cool. You know, we, and we try to do that. We try to offer, um, you know, obviously for the younger bands, we try to offer a home and a family where they can feel like they're part of something and we can help become a network for them um, and, and they can become part of our community. Um, but also like, you know, the bigger, the bigger dudes that have been around forever, Trey Cool, you know, I always want to be an asset to him where I'm helping come up with a, a cool design or being like, Hey man, this is what's going on in the drum industry or the drum world. You know, maybe you should be the first one to have this sort of technology, if you will, in your drums or this new finish, create the new trend. Um, and wow. we're, again, so lucky to work with creative people like that because the amount of, you know, the, 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 the drummers we work with, um, they've all helped push me, you know, personally think way outside the box and creatively and right. help brand. Uh, it's, it's a very uh, communal thing. It's all, it, we're all in it together. And uh, right. I think that's so cool about music in the first place. And the fact that we get to be a part of it is pretty sick. It's freaking insane, brother. I mean, <laughs> did you ever in your life think, you know, maybe I, I want to do this, but it, it could be on the back burner because I love music so much. Cause you know, obviously you said you're a musician. Did, did you ever in your life think maybe I really want to take this music thing to the next level? And I, you said you went to Europe. Yeah. Did, did it go past that or did, did, did you, uh, yeah, well, um, I always, so I, I guess I'm lucky in the fact that I always put SJC first. Yeah. I always knew no matter what I would do SJC. I, I would find a way to make it work. Again, in the early days, my brother and I worked multiple other jobs just to make money, yeah. to buy the parts to make drums because we weren't making money. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. Yeah. Um, you know, not getting paid. You know, we didn't pay each other for the first eight years of running the business. You know, I, um, and again, we were kids, so I was still living at home for most of that and I was lucky, but you know, that's kind of a risk to take as all my friends are going off to, um, college and graduating college and getting these really great jobs where they're making good money and they've got health benefits and I'm there living at home. Um, no girlfriend and no <laughs> future in sight, but I'm having a blast. Um, so I was lucky in that regard, right? I, SJC was always first and then I was also extremely lucky and we worked really hard, but no trigger. Um, we got signed to my dream label when I was a kid. I always wanted to be on Nitro Records, AFI and Rufio. Wow. Um, and uh, the offspring, Dexter Holland from the offspring owns Nitro. So I always wanted to be on Nitro. I thought it was a, wow. I thought it was like the quintessential, like Orange County, California label. Yeah. And uh, we worked our butts off and we put out a few EPs. We toured, um, you know, really scrappy. Again, basement shows, sleeping in the van, sleeping on people's couches, sleeping in people's garages. Um, the life is, uh, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing SJC so I was able to use going on tour with no trigger to you know promote SJC again a lot of the homies that I met on tour with no trigger around the world uh, are people that I still utilize today and, and right you know uh, talk to them frequently um, to to um, grow the business and to, to um, you know it's an it's an asset a network um, so the band got going and we did warp tour. We did some pretty cool tours and recorded some, some great records, but I ultimately left the band to focus on the company. Cause yeah. I was holding the band back. Yeah. I eventually couldn't leave. It was just me and my brother. And I'm like, dude, I can't leave and go on tour for two months 
when my brother's got, you know, all these orders, I got to help him grow the business. So yeah. I made the decision to leave the band. As the years progressed, I was lucky enough to still tour with them and do some stuff. They're not really a full-time band, so I was able to um, keep it up for a bit. And um, so I was lucky. Like, I never really had to make the decision of like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to do SJC. Certainly, there there have been and there are times where I'm like, ooh, like, I, I want to get out there. <laughs> I got a mortgage and, like, I got rent to pay at the shop and, like, the nut is a lot bigger. The monster that I have to feed is a lot bigger personally and business wise. So there are times when I'm like, Ooh, like I got to figure out a way to get scrappy and figure out how to either sell more drums or, or not spend as much money. Um, and we've got an incredible team. We've got, we've got a lot of people, um, in the back end at SJC that great minds. And, um, you know, I feel, feel confident and it's, uh, it's good. It's cool. Oh, it shows my friend. Absolutely. Man, that, what an incredible story. Like, I mean, you're, you're how old at this point when you go, when you go on tour and you, and you do like warp tour and stuff like that, were you a young I kid? Like, I was like 20. Yeah. So well, wow. we graduated, um, you know, we, I graduated, um, high school when I was like 17 or 18. The next yeah. week we were in a van and we were touring, you know, we went out to like the Midwest and down to Florida and back. Um, and then, you know, the offers started coming in. We, we were going to Europe and Australia and Japan and we were going everywhere. And it was just like one thing after another. And, um, it was, it was awesome, dude. And I was young again, living at home. I had some apartments with like buddies that either worked at the shop or were in my band. So I was always around people. We were going to two or three shows a night in Albany, New York, Providence, Boston. Like we're in such a great area, um, in new England where we could go to um, any show we wanted to. And we were just networking and whether I was promoting the band, playing a show or promoting the company or all of them, um, right. it was just, uh, it was a hustle, dude, and it's um, it's the same now. Like we're still doing the same, and it feels weird, yeah. man. Like I haven't left my house in two months, and like I'm normally, <laughs> you know, I'm normally putting 2,500 miles on my car a week. It seems like, and I'm yeah. like, my car's fat, you know. I'm like, I hope the thing doesn't break. I haven't moved in in two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my car's rusted right now, so I'm gonna have to yeah. hitchhike. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, dude. I would, and that's the that's the spirit of SJC, man. Like we would hitchhike if we need. Yeah. To that's what's known within like the, the community of SJC. Like we're a punk rock company and no matter what genre the band you you're in uh, comes from, you know, that SJC is like this, just you play SJC. Oh, I get it. You, you must, you're into like, you know, creativity and family vibes and um, you know, punk rock kind of uh, ethic, I guess. No, it's God. You're, it's so funny that you say all this stuff. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm talking to myself almost. It's like, I, I, <laughs> That's exactly the generation that I came from. It, cool. it was like I was born just at the right time where it was like, God, you you skateboard, you listen to punk, and you want to be in a band and do everything that you were just talking about. Get and get yeah. we actually and we finally got the chance to do that just recently. Like it was a year ago. We actually paid did our first ever really big show down in Florida and we and we played for like 400 people. It was and it's like the, it's like the greatest thing in the world. It is the best. And even if like we didn't get paid, it still would have been a bucket list. So exactly, it's like yeah, that exactly. Even if you didn't get paid, man, like I played I don't think I don't think we ever got paid to play a show. I feel like Oh, really? It's just that like I'm sure we did, but like, you know, I just, Yeah, I'm sure. I didn't see no none of the members really like made bank. It's just the, it's the, the love of it, man, and like the 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 vibe and the, the the energy of just like, dude, we're doing this. Whether it's the five people, four hundred people, four thousand people, it's just that whole 
the energy of, of just music and creativity, man, there's nothing like it. Right. Well, let me ask you this then, Mike, J just seeing as how we're kind of on that road. Do you think in the state of music right now, do you think less and less people are going to start playing drums or, or not play drums? Or, or is it just going to be like a, I, mean, I often think about this. I'm like, God, there's so many people on the radio that, and I never listen to the radio just because of that fact that, that don't really want to put the time and effort into really making it happen. It's like, I, I look at these guys today and it just seems like it's so much easier just to go the, the easy road, you know, the shortcut. Yeah. It's like, I, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I can, I try to err on the side of optimism and positivity. Yep. And I, I hope that people, I, my hope is that people still are motivated to learn an instrument, whether it's drums or um, guitar or whatever. And I, I've seen during this pandemic, Rolling Stone at the beginning of this, or, you know, towards, towards the beginning of this pandemic um, posted a, a great article there's a lot of uh, sales that are increasing. You know, electronic drums are increasing, ukuleles are increasing in sales, and so there's there's some companies out there in the music industry that are, that are doing quite well uh, because of the pandemic. But that to me just shows that people are using this, call it boredom or time, where they're not really, um, you know, preoccupied or focused on other things to learn an instrument. I I don't think musical like uh, I don't think it'll go away, man. I don't <sighs> think that people will stop. Um, wanting to be creative, you know, I, I actually think and hope that people use this time when we come out of this better people and more creative people because you're not in the mundane nine to five driving to the office and doing that whole thing. I mean, dude, just like looking at looking online and talking to my friends and seeing my neighbors, everyone seems to be repairing their house or making renovations to their houses. Right. I think right. it's so cool. And it's like, man. Like my neighbor installed a new mailbox the other day and I thought I was in my, my yard and I'm like, Hey, what's up, dude? And he's just like, you know, like driving back and forth from the office. Like you don't have time to, to do that stuff. And right. like, it's just like you're home all day. So I'm hoping that people are using this time at home to get their job done and be proactive, productive that way, but also be proactive and try and learn something new, a craft, a skill, art, you know, put out an EP, like you said, or learn how to play the ukulele or drums and, you know, I'm motivated and inspired. I met, I've met a lot of young um, musicians that, that are just entering the, the, the music world. And uh, I watch them on social media and it's just like, they're putting in the time and they're putting in the effort and they're doing the right things and asking the right questions. And, you know, coming to us to um, ask us questions about drums and the industry and stuff right. like that. I'm so right. stoked to all of that. And um, I think it's really cool. And so we are, um, we are committed to not letting that happen. And, you know, before the pandemic, we were doing a lot of really cool workshops with bands um, where bands was helping present and uh, bring uh, these really cool drum clinic workshops around the world. Uh, we can meet kids and inspire them to, uh, you know, become better drummers and better musicians and pick up the sticks or an instrument. And uh, right. I don't think it'll go away. Um, I hope it doesn't. No, me neither. Me neither, bro. Uh, it's music. Dude, music is, has, you know, look at all the things that have happened with the economy in the world over the years. And music has always been something that has been, a constant. Like, you know, it's been there for people to, to help them through, um, you know, crazy times. So oh, yeah. music will be on, on the upswing. Oh man. That's, that's good to hear. You know, I, I always liked, I always keep my optimism as well. I mean, you know, what's so funny about that, Mike, is that my dad, he, he owns this business that he created called 
Barcraft boat bars. And he makes wooden uh, mini bars that are custom mahogany and they're all epoxied and they're beautiful. And it just came from an idea. And it started off small, but then when he got, he finally got the ball rolling, somebody saw it and was like, oh, I want that. And so, you know, that's, that's why I always love the creativity of you guys was because it's like every single time I'll see a design and I don't think that I'll see something like that. It just, but it tops every single one. I'm like, even the popcorn one, I'm like, what is happening right now? (laughs) Like, but it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, we, we enjoy that stuff and like seeing somebody's idea come to life, dude, there's nothing like it, man. And yeah, that, that popcorn one was so fun and like it, it kind of became like a, a contest for a bit when Warp Tour was going around, like when Jake from Four Year got the shark kit and then Danny from We the Kings got the uh, DeLorean kit. Yeah. Alex from A Day to Remember got the uh, the, the nut kit. We, we built him a drum kit that looked like an acorn. Um, it was just like, it became like... Like who's gonna have the crazier SJC kit at Warp Tour? Um, that is insane. Cool. I love that. What do you think about Warp Tour? Because it's it's gone now. I mean, they had their they had their last what was it the 25th anniversary or something like that? Yeah, it was the last one. It was last last summer. Yeah, last one. Hard to believe, my friend. It's incredible that that's not happening anymore. It's I know, dude. Yeah, it's it's the end of an era, end of a legacy for sure. Kevin Lyman and his whole team created something that uh, has shaped a lot of, I mean, I dare say most of the music industry and most musicians in one way or another, you know, whatever, whatever uh, genre you come from or like, you know, you, you, I don't know, man, Warped Tour changed my life. I remember hearing about it. Um, One of my best friends, John Strader, who I played in No Trigger with, he told me about it. He took me and it just opened up my eyes, man. Warped Tour is what, really started SJC as a business, you know, again, we went sneaking into, um, to my band playing it and like just utilizing it as a, as, as a creative outlet, like everybody did, but I, you know, I was using it as a networking outlet where everyone's there every summer. I was kind of, I was legitimately hitchhiking my way onto tour buses to, to go on the tour as long as I could to, you know, I'm sleeping on gym class heroes bus. I'm sleeping on the Academy is his bus cartel. And I'm like, yo, just getting from bus to bus to be like, can I sleep on your bus tonight? And like, just going on the tour to hang out. Um, you know, the, the memories that were created, the love yeah. friendship that were created, yeah. that will never go away. And that, no. that I think is something special. Yeah. Warp tour is not going to be a, a, you know, 30, 40, 50 day tour every summer anymore. Maybe who knows? Yeah. The future holds. But, um, what it did, it will never go away. The legacy that it created and, uh, the relationships and communities that it built, dude, oh. it'll never go away, man. And like, Van Dorn and Vans like hopping on, you know, at the beginning to become a sponsor with what Vans did in the Van Dorn family, dude, it's just, uh, it, it's, it inspires me literally almost every day, like thinking about my memories of that stuff and like where mm. we came from because of that and, uh, right. The trials and tribulations that they faced and the decisions that Kevin Lyman had to face as an entrepreneur, um, literally spearheading something that most people, would never do you know he's out there you know storming uh, weathering the storm daily think of the crazy things that have happened at warp tour man oh, i can't even imagine and your customers the fans coming the insurances and the liability and just dude the headache man he did that for two decades almost three decades yeah. man. like yeah kevin lyman is is a hero and a mentor to me and uh dude yeah absolutely 
Absolutely. So, I mean, he he sparked the fire for a lot of bands. I mean, no, it, for sure. I mean, they he, he created. If it weren't for him in the world charts, a lot of bands wouldn't be what they are today. And I think that's incredible, man. And I think so. Again, for us to have like one small like little pebble um, particip participation in the world tour um, is something I think is so cool. And like my son's three now, and he came with me last year to the last one, and I get a photo wow. of me him and uh, uh, Steve Van Dorn, and like he met Kevin Lyman, like. I think that's wow. real cool, man. Like, you know, now my kid has that DNA in him, and I'm going to be able to show him those photos, and, like, he has that. So, like, now that my son, uh, you know, hopefully he takes over the company someday. Oh, man, hey, man, that would be no incredible. Pressure. No pressure. No pressure, kid. You're only three, but get your act together, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. It's like the Warped Tour to me, it felt like another country because there's so many yeah. people. It's like – but it, it's on another level – of community and of family yeah. and of what punk rock music or, or, or any alternative thing really what it means to everybody if somebody falls in a pit they pick you up yeah. if you yeah. hurt yourself people are there to help it's like oh. it, it, it's and you enjoy every minute of it yep every minute of it it's so dude, fantastic yeah. dude it's the best like you go home and you're filthy and, and like, you don't care you don't care when you don't care and when you when you're on the tour dude it's like you go a week. You like the stories are true, man. You, you go a week or two without showering. The food was great. <laughs> Dude, the catering that World Tour had every year. Whew, like, I can imagine. Uh, but as a fan, the food too, like the food trucks that they had. It's oh, please. You go to a big festival for, for a day or two or however many shows you're going to go to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially when it's over, you're like, okay, it's two in the morning and I'm starving. Let's go to Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's part of it, man. That after, and that's for anything. All the after Starlight, I'm sure you guys oh. to, like all the punk rock shows and all the all those really cool smaller shows. Like you're with your buds and you go to the local Denny's or whatever, and you just you're out till two or three in the morning. Like that's that's what it's all about, man. That's the community that I'm talking about. Yeah, it's so special. I mean, especially like you know, if you can do it while you're our age, kind of you know, it, it's that's the time to do it. Because yep. you, you know, when you get older, you, you run out of time to really get to do the things that you want to do, which is sad, especially now, you know, when everybody has to stay inside and like everything has been getting canceled. Like I had to cancel a festival that I usually take charge of for, you know, like I told you earlier, we don't have anything in, in the greater Keene area, you know, in Marlboro, because yeah. I, I live up north. And I put it together a festival every year and the, the, the director even you know has asked me to put it on multiple times and it's like right now that whole atmosphere is suffering so it's like oh, yeah. if you could if you ever can get a chance to do it after this is over do it do yourself a favor do yourself a favor so man well that's uh that's incredible dog God, it's so nice chatting with you. It feels like I'm talking – like I said, it feels like I'm talking to my best friend. It's nuts. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, dude. Like this. <laughs> what Have have you done podcasts before? Is this uh... – Yeah, I've done, I've done a bunch of podcasts. I love doing this stuff. Just Me too. It, again, it's like I'm not uh, – I'm talking about my my, 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 my baby. Like it's Yeah, not, exactly. It's like I'm not, I'm not talking about – spreadsheets or, or I'm, I don't, I'm not going from a script like this is just stuff that we've loved we've lived and um yeah I love doing it any chance I get podcasts I, I 
love talking at um, high schools. I've done a bunch of uh, college um, and like business conference lectures and things like that. So I, I love doing this stuff, man. And I just hope to, to bring uh, more than anything, like I don't, in, in, in that sort of stuff, I've, I never try to be like, I'm the authoritative figure on how it is to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> I've messed up and, and fallen flat on my face more than I succeeded. And that's part you. of it. I just hope that my message can, can be like, hey, I've been around for 20 years doing this thing and I've had to be nimble and, you know, uh, navigate the, the, the rocky roads, but I'm hoping that I can show you that if I can do it, you can do it too, whatever it is that you want to go after and do. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's inspiring, you know, to, to anybody who really wants to get out there and learn about something, learn about drums, learn about guitar, whatever it may be. It's yeah. just, it's, it's like you have, like you said, and I, I can't emphasize this enough. You got to keep that optimism and positivity in mind, yeah. especially if it's your dream, you got to do something about it. You know, yep. you have to make it, you have to make it a priority. I, I never in a million years would think, Oh yeah, uh, I'm in a three piece band and we're, we're punk and we're going down South to play in front of 400 people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Go screw yourself. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm in the car and we're doing it and I'm like, okay, this is happening. And so it's, it's inspiring to see, the work that you guys do. Uh, it's, it's just absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And, um, what advice would you give to a drummer just in general? Is there any thoughts or any advice that you uh, would tell them about like the, maybe the mechanics of how things should be set up? Anything in particular? Um, honestly, dude, I, I, uh, I forget exactly how the quote goes, but I always reference Dave Grohl. He, he had a really awesome quote a few years ago, um, and it's basically just get in a garage and suck. Like, that's my advice, honestly, like for, for anybody, like whether you're a beginner or a, or a um, professional drummer, like um, just just when you're trying it, don't be afraid. Don't be like, I got to play it a certain way or people are going to make fun of me or I can never do, never do it. Like mm. just get in the garage and suck, man. And get out, fail and like go and fail. fail and like, you know, learn and ask questions and build a community around yourself that you can be inspired and creative with those people and learn from them. Um, you know, it's like, uh, just, just go out and do it. And, um, the more you do it and the more you, you, you fail, the, you're going to have these little success steps that you're going to be like, and, Throughout that process, you're not even going to know that you're doing it. It's going to be, you're going to wake up and be like, oh my God, I'm 35 and it's been 20, 20 years since we've been doing this drum company or whatever it may be. You know, and that's just the process. So my biggest thing with whatever it is, drummers are just in life. Just like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, just go out and do it. You, 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 uh, I don't know, man, it's, there's no right or wrong, especially in music. And I yeah. think that's part of what we do. God, that that's so funny you say that. I was just listening to an interview with Dave Grohl, and I was like, one of the quotes that he was saying is that he played guitar the same way that he played drums, which is it's fascinating to me because it's like that's how I play. I've never played a, a note in my life. It's like because he was explaining he didn't have money for any of that sort of thing. It's just like yeah. you learn by doing it, and right. you learn by doing it because it's like if. It, like I said before, if that's your dream, if that's what you want to do, you get to it somehow. And he yes. obviously he did. And um, what else was I going to say? Sorry, my mind's a little uh, trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, just to top it off, he's just like he like you said, you want people to go out there and, and try. Just yeah. try. 
And eventually you can get where you want to go if you really, really want it. Small incremental steps like, you know, in our world, in the music world, everyone wants to be a rock star overnight, you know. But it's it's that process of those small incremental steps you're taking, driving down to Florida, playing that one show. It's like, all right. And you get itchy. You get that bug. You're like, I got to do it again. I got to do it tomorrow night. I got to do it tomorrow night. Well, find a way to do it again next week and then next month. And it's just these small little things and nothing's overnight, but you, it's amazing through that process. Um, you know, most, most creative people I feel like are impatient, you know, and they're, 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 they're antsy to want to see the finished product. And mm-hmm. I am definitely that person. Oh yeah. It takes a lot of practice to be like, all right, yes. Yeah, and 20 years, but you're still going and you, you've done all these things and hit these milestones. And for anybody, again, novice to, 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 you know, whatever, it's just like, just, do it because you love it. And like, especially now, I think the world needs a lot more passion um, and positive influence and energy. Um, and so, you know, no, no, don't put so much pressure on yourself. I see a lot of young kids trying to learn an instrument that put a lot of pressure on themselves because yeah. their favorite drummer is, is April or Trey Cool. And it's just like, well, they were you as well. Once, Years ago. You know, were, who cares what, how old you are? Who cares if you're 35 and just picking up sticks for the first time? Um, you know, he had that same mentality. Your 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 favorite player, your 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 hero, um, was there once as well. Might have been a different age, but everyone starts somewhere. So that's right. my, that's my biggest advice. Yeah. Oh, it, I mean, it's solid advice. It's 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 kind of like wearing a mood ring. Almost, you have yeah. to you have to try each different thing to find that one thing that works. Exactly. And you know, I think what you said is right. It, it, Failure is not something to be ashamed of. If you fail, you learn more about yourself through failures than, you know, in achievements sometimes because you're always trying to work on the next best thing. Now, I'd say that to myself, like every show, it's like, my God, my vocals sounded like a dog (laughs) just just barking nonstop. But how can I fix this? How can I do this? And uh, it's all about challenging yourself to make the best effort that you can. Exactly. Yep. hundred percent, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any desire or anything coming up that you're excited about that, uh, in the future? Yeah, dude, we've, uh, we've got some, you know, we're moving the factory. Like I mentioned, I'm right. really excited for that. Right. Um, you know, like I said, we were in a bigger factory and it was, it was really cool, but it, I, uh, I miss the culture of being in a smaller factory where you can kind of see everybody like right there and the, the creative um, energy that, that comes from a, a you know workspace like that. So we're moving, which is exciting and also daunting at the same time. Um, and uh, we're not sure when exactly we're going to do it. We're trying to time, time it out based on, you know, the pandemic and things like that and how, how many people we need to make that happen. Um, you know, we've got that. All of our trade shows that we've been you know, that we had planned are, are canceled. I'm in the middle of creating some marketing uh, for Sweetwater's Gear Fest. Um, we were supposed to be going there in a couple of weeks. We had a bunch of stuff. Those Vans workshops. We had uh, a few of those. We were going to do one with Andrew from the Ghost Inside at their Worcester Palladium show in July. That wow. was canceled. So again, trying to get creative and do some of this stuff um, to uh, to keep it um, to keep it fresh and keep interacting with uh, with our with our family as much as we can right um but we're we're really focusing on 2021 right now you know when shows yeah. come back and some of those events um so just honestly number one excitement is uh is uh stoked to see everybody again um like right. you said like everyone's going to be giving each other hugs and and uh crying tears of joy when that happens and 
Um, you know, hopefully it happens sooner than later, but number one priority for everybody is just safety. We want to make sure that our employees are safe and that everybody at the shows are safe and all the bands feel the same way. And obviously, uh, Live Nation and all the, uh, all the, the, those types of companies, safety Mm. is number one. And so who knows when that'll happen, but we're just, we're staying busy working on some big projects like the website that I mentioned, launching the website and designing some new product that we're going to be able to launch. So um not a lot of things i can really say right now because i don't know when they're coming out and i don't want to let the camera gotcha. before uh before yeah. one thing i'm excited about is uh i use this time i'm on star wars i'm on uh my third star wars movie and i've never seen star wars before so i i've seen the first three um so that's pretty exciting for me i figured i'd throw that in there as well shame on you mike okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yes, yeah, shame on me. How cool is it that as a 35 year old, I'm like, I waited all this time to watch, it. and I'm gonna watch all the Star Wars basically consecutively. I've, I, uh, I've watched Sick. three of them in a row basically. So, um, it's kind of fun, man. I'm, I'm, I'm almost glad that I waited so long to, to do it this way. <laughs> I, I wish I was you seeing it for the first time, man. It's cool, dude. I'm, again, I'm on the third one, and I'm like, all right, I get it now. Like, I never really understood it. Um, and uh, obviously, it's massive. Star Wars is huge. <laughs> it is. It's huge, dog. I mean, look at Disneyland. Look at how much. I mean, my God, their stock must have went pew when yeah. when they changed over to the Star Wars design. No, I. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the stuff um, within Star Wars would have gone over my head as a kid. Um, so I'm kind of glad that I waited because a lot of the a lot of the like messaging and things like that. I'm like, all right, cool. I get that. That's like a metaphor for, for this. Or whatever. So, <laughs> I get the metaphors <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's it, man. We're, again, we're just, just trying to keep the positivity and, and, uh, Good. Um, and it's cool. So just yeah. uh, look, looking towards the future for, for our, our music community to get yes. uh, closer back to normal, whatever that looks like, you know, and just a little piece of advice, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've been on this website personally. It's super easy to use. It's fantastic to see all the creativity in one. And if you ever get a chance, go check out the drums. Go look at the Instagrams, at the – does MySpace still exist? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) We did a whole podcast talking about MySpace. Oh, my God. Did you use MySpace? You probably, you must have, obviously. We did, and when, 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 like one of our first uh, like employees, my best friend from like kindergarten, Brian, um, was with the company for the first 10, 15 years of its existence, and he called me and he said, "You gotta make a MySpace." I'm like, "You gotta make a MySpace? What the heck is that?" And like he made like, MySpace. We sold we sold 90 percent of our drums off of MySpace, dude, for a good five or six years, man. That's but awesome. Dude, those were the good old days, man. MySpace, I learned I learned a lot of coding using MySpace, like HTML. Really? That's just part of part of MySpace. But a lot of that, dude, like we, you know, again, that back to being scrappy. That's another piece of advice I, I feel like I would give. Be scrappy. You know, if you're like, I can't get it all done, you can. Like I I coded our our new website. Like you you would think really? businesses are paying developers to do that sort of stuff. Like you gotta learn how to use Photoshop and learn how to use iMovie or Lightroom or whatever it is. Right. Be have many different different uh, hats that you can wear. Yeah, your band or your business or whatever it is. So God, that's uh, amazing. Did you now? Did you have knowledge about that when you were growing yeah. up? Yeah. Just, wow. Again, from being in bands, um, I would like make websites for other bands for twenty bucks or to play a show, and I'd make my band's website. You know, and this is back in like I'm talking like uh, Angel Fire was a was a web hosting company. Whoa. Like, <laughs> 
Um, it was like that. And then again, MySpace came out and you could, you could code your own layout. And so I learned how to code it. Um, I learned Photoshop so we could, uh, so we could, you know, make our graphics and print materials and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's cool. (laughs) That is phenomenal. Oh my word. Wow. Good, good for you, dude. Um, now, you know what I'm going to, I miss is going to the shows. It's like, I, I was going to see Alkaline Trio for the first time in April and it got canceled. And I'm like, <laughs> really? God. So sad, man. I'm, I'm really, I'm really sad. You know, I miss all the hangs, all the people yeah. there in the community and dude, Alkaline Trio is the best, man. I, uh, dang dude, Matt Skiba is one of my heroes. Uh, such a creative human being. Way too cool. Oh, he's such a savage on guitar. It's like is, every time I watch him, I'm like, how? How are you doing yeah, that? <laughs> he introduced me to transcendental meditation. Um, I, I was drum teching for Newfound Glory for Cyrus Baluki and uh, oh. was on that tour. And like, Matt is just a super cool dude. And I, one day I was like, dude, like, what do you do, man? Like, he just has this this aura about was, him. Yeah, yeah. He told me a book to read, and I read it, and I was just like, boom, and I learned how to do transcendental meditation from uh, from his suggestion. And wow. It's really cool. It's just – it's a very uh, positive, enlightening thing for human beings to do. So yeah, um, make sure you go get tickets again when they come back around. Yeah, oh, for guys. sure. And and you know what's good about uh, about stuff like that is that a lot of it's retroactive, and so like when, it, yeah. when things start to open up again – People will receive their tickets on like back order or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. knowledgeable at all on ticket prices or whatever it is, but yeah, uh, they'll, they'll still exist when that show happens. Which is uh, man, man, God, <laughs> Mike, it, what an honor, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It, Thank you, man. It, absolutely fantastic. You know, you're indeed a great deal of class, and it's it's always uh, it's always nice to see when somebody. Uh, can can have a conversation with somebody else and and really and really enjoy it and it, I've definitely enjoyed this one. I hope we can talk again and I, I hope to get over to Southbridge again and and yeah, uh, dude, when things open play. back up and our factory's up and we can all interact. Please head down and take uh, take a drive down to see the factory and anyone else that would like to. You know, we we do offer factory tours when uh, when we're able to interact and stuff like that. So. Uh, but yeah, Sam, thank you so much for asking me to be here and uh, for doing this sort of stuff and, you know, supporting SJC and the music scene. Um, it really means a lot. And thanks for the great uh, conversation. Yeah, no, for sure. God, again, Mike, thank you so much, my friend. This has been a Why You Laughing podcast, everybody. We want to thank Mike from SJC and uh, everyone else who is listening. We appreciate all your support and please be safe. If you're, uh, if you're getting hazardous pay or you're essential or whatever, please uh, do the best you can uh, to keep on keeping on. We, we all love you, respect you. And we're so happy that you're doing what you do. Um, 100%, man. Yeah. And thanks to the first responders and all the, all the doctors and nurses yes. and all, all the people on the front lines. Like this is a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, and uh, we appreciate everybody uh, putting their, their health and, you know, literally on the front lines. So literally. everybody's safe. Like Sam said. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Thank you and have a good rest of your day. Happy Wednesday. Why are you laughing?